0: Hey everyone, uh, this is Nazco and we're back with another episode of Fox Tales, the music industry podcast run by Sterefox. Um Shout out to Boyan and the Octave Collective. This is the studio where we record this magical episode and the whole podcast. Thank you, Boyan. We've already covered uh, topics like uh, being successful on uh, Spotify, Deezer, Bandcamp, pitching to Spotify, etc. But now I would like to take a step uh, back and talk about releasing music. When it comes to uh, releasing your music in 2021, there's definitely one question that comes into mind, and it's whether you should release it by yourself or via a label. Um, When it comes to uh, bigger labels, they have gained a very negative image throughout the years, especially way back in time. Uh, because uh, they they are taught to cut off of deals with the artist uh, and also steal the artist's money and uh, keeping the masters to themselves, etc. Um, but in the past decade or so, there's been new players, uh, which are the independent labels or uh, small labels, if you want to call them. Uh, just for clarity, the uh, independent labels are considered every other label except for the major ones, which are Sony, Warner, and Universal. Uh, so with uh, it depends, it really depends what your goals are uh, when it comes to choosing who you to release with. Uh, bigger labels have really big resources and uh, they can really turn a bedroom singer into the next pop star. Um, however, with the independent labels, usually have better deals. They're more artist oriented and usually very focused on the music itself. They're very often doing it uh, for the love of music. Um, so uh, to, after this intro, I would love to uh, welcome Chris Hill from Average Negative Records uh, here for chat. Um, Average Negative uh, is a Berlin-based cross-platform label run by himself and Jin Liu, also known as, and as Kyson. Um, Chris is also a professional drummer and has his own recording studio and tracking studio called The Tracking Farm. Uh, he's worked with artists like Alice Lou running his solo experimental project, Holy Machines, and many, many other things. So hi, Chris. Welcome to Foxtails. Hi, Nasco. Thank you so much for having me. It's a great pleasure. And uh, yeah, super honored. Thank you for their continued support. Uh, thanks, man. It's uh, pl- our pleasure as well. Um, so yeah, you've worked with Alice Lou um, the funny thing is uh, some of the founding StereoFox team recorded the live session back uh, in 2014 oh, cool. <laughs> 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 on the rooftop in Berlin. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, long ago. Yeah, very long ago. It was right before she was uh, she got so big. Um, so what did you guys create together? Um, yeah, that
1: goes back, like this whole collaboration goes, goes back to, I think, 2015 when um, my... Uh, business partner and good friend Jian who you already mentioned um recording as Kaisen he produced her first solo record Orbit um, that came out in 2016 awesome um, so yeah i was working as a session drummer for longer than than 10 years and yeah he just got me involved for for that for that record um and i have been working with her ever since, like uh, on and off, you know, like uh, I just played with her last weekend, going on a tour next week. Uh, So um, yeah, it's, it's super cool. See her evolve and grow as an artist over throughout these years, you know, like um, it's, it's pretty incredible what, what she has built. um, I think.
0: Yeah. That's awesome, man. Uh, Actually. Yeah. I wanted to mention that she's actually self-releasing and she's doing doing quite well. i would <laughs> exactly. say exactly <laughs> it's
1: it's very interesting like her whole um approach and setup and i think it's in some way um yeah i think we're going to touch on a lot of um topics today that that uh you know that like discuss similar setups and and slightly hybrid setups i think um but I think her thing is very, very specific and uh, it works incredibly well. Yeah. Like she's she's killing it.
0: Yeah, how do you think this happened? Like what's the overview? Obviously, I would I would say that it's definitely her uh personality and like uh music approach because it's quite unique. But anything else you've noticed while working with her?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um I think um first of all, yes, personality, and I think this is something that uh we're also going to come back to later a lot. Like, you know, like she is, she's giving um, the whole, her whole thing, a human element, you know, like she's, she's, uh, she's obviously a, a, like running a business, but she's also like, you you cannot imagine if you've ever been to a show, like after each show, she's standing uh, at, at the merch table herself for three or four hours and talking to the people, you yeah. know, like this is. To me, it, it's mind blowing. You know, I don't know any artist who does that.
0: Yeah, I I really feel like the public loves artists which are um, obviously not fake, like true to them themselves, and uh, not what the label or anyone else makes them do or exactly. say. Exactly, and
1: that's the reason why she doesn't want, um, you know, want want to be involved with the labels. She's just doing whatever she thinks she wants to do, and and so it comes out the the purest and and the most truthful and i think this just resonates with a lot of people you know in in times of uh, where we're pretty much where the market is oversaturated with um with constructed fake plastic products you know so yeah. it's um yeah it's it's incredibly unique and extremely inspiring to all of us around her um and also to the to the ethics of her label, you know, for sure. Like, it's, um, um, yeah, it's just really, yeah. really, really uh, unique, I think, the, the way she, she approaches it. And of course, there's other artists who do it like that, but, um, you know, she has just really managed to... I think whoever starts following her, they, they, you know, the people stay on the journey with her, you know, and I think this is something... Yeah. Also, extremely important. It's it's just not uh, that she's dropping a bit big song or something, and then people listen to it half a year. But it's more like once you discover her, you're just really, um, yeah, c- captivated by 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 the whole spirit of the project and and her, yeah, just her very very honest and unique, uh, um,
0: yeah, she's, perspective. She's awesome, man. Yeah, I do agree. I was thinking about artists like Jordan Rakey or Tom Misch. Um, when you said like hybrids, I feel like there's some sort of uh, this, like they're, they're working with uh, labels, at least to some extent, uh, but also um, they're very, very genuine and unique and like they are very open to the public. Um, yeah, totally, totally. I mean, social media obviously gives you a, a,
1: like I think both of them are killing it there, I think, um, which is also pretty interesting. Alice, for example, is, not so active she i mean she's not r- really live or doing not not so many things but um it's it's interesting i, I think both of them yeah i mean finally we we know uh we we met both of them uh, at at different festivals and they're super cool so yeah also awesome. um yeah it's
0: <laughs> yeah it's always, it's a small it's a small world you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah especially yeah uh, i think berlin is a is a pretty great hub for things to happen and like to meet people who you wouldn't meet anywhere else. Uh, okay, maybe yeah, maybe in the Absolutely. UK as well and like in the US, but like Berlin is a pretty great hub. So, uh to get back to the main topic, have you have you ever self-released yourself?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, Nasco. So, it's it's really um I think when Gian and I when we started the label, it came through a, a desire to to present projects that that we had that were kind of our um, side projects in some way, you know, or like kind of projects that 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 we knew weren't maybe that were so experimental or so special that they wouldn't be picked up easily by by another label. So, so I think the creation of our label came through a desire to self-release, but properly, but built a platform for that, you know. Yeah. So I think. There it already starts, I mean um yeah, I think in in that sense, yes, I have self released <laughs> a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but it always has been through this platform that we've built in two thousand and fifteen, and it has had many, many different um there have been many, many different incarnations of this, right so so our label is not. Um, that's why we call it like a cl- cross-platform label. It's just le- literally just a brand that a lot of things can happen under. You know, we've done we've done exhibitions in Berlin, um, two of them. We've done records, obviously physical. Uh, we've done tapes. We've done books. Collaborations with visual artists. Um, we've done music projects, and these I think this what we should focus on today. Also, there we don't have a fixed setup, you know. In the beginning, it was literally as if I would uh, have a distrokit account. That was my label, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that was self-releasing, I think, in the purest form. Um, but it grew over the time, you know, and and um, people got interested, uh, and we now have a a pretty big boutique distributor on board. Um, that you might know um, Alpha Pub Records. Uh, yeah, we've been yeah. in touch with them, right? Yeah. I remember? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, who's? They have done incredible things, right? Did, Daddy Calf is just a industry legend. Um, I don't know if you were aware that he mastered all the early Flying Lotus stuff. Yeah, he yeah. created. Yeah, I mean, he's just incredible. And that's a just a recent project he started. This Distro Armour of his label and. Musically, we obviously feel very at home um, with this family. Um, awesome. So it go- it went from a district account and a website to having, uh, you know, like a really big distributor on board, having a lot of industry contacts that we that we're booking on on regular uh, basis um, to that. But I would still say we're still self releasing in that in that way. But you know, we like we are a label, but I still we are an artist-run label. You know, that, yeah. that's what I always want to emphasize. Like I'm doing that um, aside from all my musical work, from my uh, writing, from touring, from recording, sound design. Um, it's it's basically taken up, I would say, one fifth of it at a time, and sometimes I'm I'm at the limits. Uh, Gianna and I, you know, we both know if we want to take it further if we want to make it, um, you know, right now we're doing maybe two or three releases a year, you know, that's nothing. If we would scale it up to 10 to 15, we would either commit each of us a lot more time to that or yeah, basically hire someone to run it or something like this, you know? But um yeah. So in that sense, we're still self-releasing, but we got a lot of help at the moment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um uh, it's great that um actually this is a very good example of a hybrid label. So you basically absolutely yeah. You basically um, h- releasing your own music predominantly via your, your own brand. Um you said one of the key things I think uh, are the pros of uh, self-releasing you said freedom so whatever you want to re- get out in the world you can do it uh without Absolutely. any Absolutely without any um I would say uh, pre-requirements or anything um without anyone's opinion um obviously um so I would love to touch the base of uh, the pros and the cons of uh, self-releasing you think Let's do it yeah
1: Um so obviously I think artistic freedom to me is is a value that that cannot be uh over overstated or overestimated. It's like you know like the music that 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 we like it's mostly um comes from a very genuine and very honest place, right? Like uh, yeah. so if I'm currently I mean I'm not going to name names or anything, but I'm, if I'm just looking at the um at the roster of uh, of some of the major labels um especially in the German market interestingly like it's it's really you can you can just tell it's 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 a constructed reality and it's um it's so many opinions in one yeah. song <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, it's a product ah uh, it's some...
1: a, it's absolutely a product and yeah. and you know Gian and i like our our journey started from basically just out of the desire to create something beautiful so you know, really to just like make space for experiments and for, um, for stuff that, that wouldn't be considered, um, marketable or something to happen. Um, so, you know, like, I mean, for me, this is the absolute, uh, the most important thing. And, and as you can see, it's actually successful, you know, because like an, uh, artists like Hashmas on our label, he he became really really successful through uh, through that. But but just he just does whatever the fuck he wants, you know. Like um,
0: <laughs> I I think that's great. Um, from obviously from um an artist perspective. Uh but I wanted to also ask in terms of if you do everything yourself, don't you uh, lack um less time for the actual creating because you you're gonna have to deal with. Like actual distribution, PR, promo, uh, creating assets, and everything. Like, doesn't this take uh, a lot of your time that should be put elsewhere?
1: It does. Um, obviously, it's like where. However, I have to say, like, Jan and I, we're more in a in like managing role. So we're like just overseeing the processes. We we always hire freelancers to uh, to mm-hmm. do th- certain parts, for example, graphic design or. Um, well, I have to say, with the distribution, I'm talking to myself, and also uh, if we hire external PR, I'm still kind of overseeing the campaign, but I'm not like I'm not writing the emails. You know what I mean? Like uh, so that that's a big tar thing, but it's mostly um, yeah. it's also has has been a learning curve, you know. Like in the yeah. beginning, we were really on ourselves, and then we have just um, created campaigns with different players, and maybe. One thing I wanted to also, um, I think where we get most involved, Giannis and I, is uh, when we work with, actually all the artists on our label are our friends, right? Um, yeah. So <laughs> first and foremost, um, we, st- we actually, as a label, we you know, when there's an artist approaching us and we're talking about a project, we're not like, in a way like, oh, do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, this is something we still... We are in, a, in an exchange together, you know, like we, uh, yeah. but to to us, the last word is always with the artist. Like um, if, if there's a certain uh, graphic decision or a musical decision that the artist wants, we would never override that and be like, no, it has to be this way. Like it's always the artist, but we are definitely giving suggestions, you know, like uh, how we think um, the project would be received in a different way you know yeah. or uh, for example Gian is extremely strong in in visual campaigning like he he's actually a visual artist himself um yeah yeah i know uh, on top on top of his music uh, career and um so this is where i i would say like in terms of splitting our roles like he's he's really into 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 this kind of campaign building visually like creating like world building around artists, you know, like how it, how the project would look, how it would feel and so forth. And I'm more, um, I would say, in a managing uh, admin role. So yes, um, we give input, but the artist still should feel like he self-releases in that way. Yeah, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah this is something I wanted to outline here. Uh, working with an actual label, which is yourselves after all. Like if you're working with external exactly. people, yeah. uh, if you're working with external people, you are um, offering label services. So uh, I think an important pro of a label uh, is the know-how that uh, people have collected Absolutely. and also and also the bigger resources because you know- uh, And the you, network. Yeah, you know uh, graphic designers, you know PRs, and you can actually outsource this to people and things can happen quickly and more professionally. And um, you can also offer. This probably doesn't uh, apply to yourself. I just wanted to mention that labels can actually uh, outsource uh, like sync possibilities. Uh, it also oh, we do that as well. We oh, that as great! Well. I didn't actually, know. Yeah, we awesome. have.
1: We're working with uh, three uh, different agencies actually. Like one in uh, France, one in Los Angeles, and one in London. And we, yeah, we had already success uh, in syncing. So it's, oh, uh, yeah. that's
0: awesome. Yeah, I didn't know, (laughs) but yeah, this is super
1: important. Actually, like like some projects that that didn't work well, uh, let's say in the in the in the in the master world, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) in like in streaming (laughs) world or or physical world, they they killed it uh, in um, in sync world, and so everyone was happy in it, right? Like this is it's it's always it's just another possibility that you open up to the artists that that wouldn't exist. Can you Um, mention
0: one case? I'm curious. Uh, Where did you sync and what?
1: yeah we synced uh one of um Hush, do you, have you checked out hasmos's music
0: yeah some of it yeah. yeah
1: so we we synced it to a TV show uh, like on RTL one of the big uh, wow. German yeah, TV no, stations yeah no, as well. yeah we used to,
0: um, <laughs> we used to have it as kids uh, when uh, yeah on, like, yeah cable. yeah yeah, so yeah, no.
1: that was that was good and there's always uh, for example in um, Etienne um, who is uh, managing the Ozu project currently that mm-hmm. uh, that we're uh, that is, that I'm involved also in writing terms and producing um, he runs his own uh, sync agency it's called Baguette Publishing. Um, and doing a lot of stuff, like he's constantly pitching our stuff um, um, and yeah, same does our friend uh, Aaron in, 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 um, in Los Angeles, you know, and that, that's definitely a key, like having people in the places, having someone on the ground in LA, having someone on the ground in London, you know, like talking to people all the yeah. time about, about our music. Pretty much like whenever they go to a bar, meet some of the industry folks. Like,
0: you know, <laughs> yeah. I think like, everything d- happens in the bar. <laughs> I, I mean, for real, this is,
1: I mean, that uh, very, very honest. Like, it's, it's, um, I feel the digital world opens so many possibilities, but the real meat and potatoes lies in the personal contacts, you know, like yeah. people that you have met in real life and that you build. A relationship with, unless you, you grab you trust. a beer with
0: someone, uh, <laughs>
1: Ex- exactly, you know, like, or even like just talking to you, for example, in the past, uh, past weeks, just uh, you know, like this is definitely already making a difference, yeah, than, than, than sending out random emails or something like this, exactly, you know, or that we're yeah. now having this conversation, um, um, so yeah, I think, yeah, sorry, sorry, as, so we, we're opening this access to all of our artists, obviously, you know, like, we, we, we um, yeah, the. Our catalog constantly gets gets pitched around, yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. a big advantage actually of working with a label that has this sort of setup because it's you know it can be overnight. there can be, yeah, some money in your in your bank account
0: if you' if you're lucky, <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would argue that uh, labels take a big chunk of uh, what you can get yourself as an artist. But on the other hand, imagine if you don't know anyone, if you don't know what to do. Then you're obviously not going to get uh, this exposure, uh, be it uh, streamings or s- sync is out of the question. Doing it yourself, I would say, uh, unless, unless you yeah, are you're self-made. you're getting a big chunk of nothing then, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's the thing. Um, you're uh, like you can be the next self-made star, but even uh, the self-made stars of from TikTok uh, and everything, like they do get a team, and yeah you can say that um so the one way to go is like self release but you you've got a great team around yourself, like a friend helping you with writing with uh the artworks with the visuals with the promo social media et etc but that's already a big team that of people who don't actually work together so i would uh I, I would say if you want to take it to the next level, maybe find a label that's suitable for you, and there's already uh, cohesiveness in the team there. Like people actually uh, sync on no, not not uh, sync possibilities, but like they're in sync of uh, how they yeah do exactly.
1: Stuff. There's a pro- there's processes in place, yeah. you know, and this is something that we took a lot of care of building these um, because otherwise it wouldn't be just be possible for uh, Gian and I to run it, you know, like we yeah we have um actually really established a good knowledge database and and we really really whoever gets involved is briefed quickly and it it's it's running pretty smoothly in that way um i want to add one thing about the hybrid concept maybe this is something um i want to touch on it's like we we don't have a fixed setup you know what i mean um we mm-hmm. we are constantly rebuilding our setup for each project to make it suitable for example um, we had run one artist on our label, they're called Ras, um, it's an incredible kind of tropical uh, disco trio, um, lo-fi music, but super, super cool. For example, this was very interesting how that panned out because they approached me because I knew, I, I, knew, uh, I knew the guys very well. And then we just really built a whole kind of infrastructure. We, we helped building the team, you know, around them yeah. uh, and providing. Uh, knowledge and infrastructure around them. Um, so, but it, for example, it even included working with a different distributor for this project than our setup, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, even this is all possible. Just really, for, we, we, to be honest, man, we, we really, I don't even know if, <laughs> if we're a label. I don't know what that <laughs> is these days, you know? Like, this yeah. is really the question. We're really kind of just a project hub or something. We just really just, uh, yeah, connecting people, connecting dots, you know.
0: Yeah, I think flexibility is very key nowadays. Uh, because uh, it is, man. I think the uh, what draws one of the most important things of what draws the line between a major label and an independent label would be this flexibility. Because imagine if you're like a multi-million or even billion-dollar company, that's uh, you know it has. A bunch of people, like thousands of people, working in the structure. You cannot change processes easily, and you cannot be as flexible. It costs a lot of money, exactly. Yeah, and and, and uh, again, you're making uh, most of your decisions based on business. Uh, if it's profitable, then it's worth working on, right? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. But then again, if you um, if you want more uh, freedom, on yourself, and I mean, there is there is a line where freedom is. Is, is still present but you are making it a business so would you like to touch uh upon up that a bit like would you would you um make compromises like big compromises in terms of the like the business aspect like would you <clears> release something that's super cool but like it won't be placed anywhere or like it has no potential or it's just not the time for it yet or Something Absolutely. Like yeah, I mean we do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um
1: but however, I always have in the back of my mind that I that I mean, you know, I'm 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 not uh I'm not in the music um hanging out with your friends. I'm in the music industry, right? So I want yep. to make money. Um so whenever I do a project like that, I um, I always see it uh, uh, more like investing in stock or something, you know. Like yeah. I, I see it more like on the on the long run because I'm I'm just believing in in the artist's potential because I know how how brilliant they are. Yeah. yeah. Um, like say you're trying to set trends, would you say? Yeah, in some way, absolutely. Or or like pick up on trends maybe early, you know. Like, uh, but yeah, definitely also set for sure. And it's for example, if I'm doing. Two or three very experimental records in 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 a row. I know, for example, I'm gonna first of all push these for uh, for um, for for sync because this is quite interesting as well. Like Mm -hmm. uh, actually, a lot of kind of ambient experimental music is is actually extremely syncable, and uh, even the weirdest shit, quote unquote, is needed (laughs) for certain projects. so, this is an option for me, and the other is just you know keep it mixed you know if, yeah. I, if i'm doing three three experimental records in a row, I, then I have to make something that that's a bit more uh commercially promising with the next one, you know just kind of balance keep keeping a balance throughout your catalog, I think you know but um yeah. and of course like if if I just know um you know, for example, right now, right. If we're speaking of today, um, you know, the situation is a bit different. I, I just uh, got my second kid, you know, and we're all extremely busy. So right now, if I know, I just right now wouldn't have the capacity, business-wise, to release something that I know would take me five to ten years to to recoup on. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's 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 more also the, since we're doing it all on our own it's really also connected to kind of personal situation how to approach this you know
0: yeah of course but that's um that's connected with also being a small team and like doing things for like not i, I wouldn't say like in your free time but again it's uh, mainly for the love of music so uh, yeah exactly like yeah, life yeah, totally. happens and like there's stuff around um yeah i just wanted to outline uh something quickly for our listeners uh the difference the main differences between like big and small labels um like the deals are are very different so uh artist oriented labels uh do a big chunk uh for the artists themselves and also um I would love to hear more about like the owning the rights uh like do you do you actually create create artists and you own everything or is it working no. another way i can i mean actually we're, we're in the process of readjusting our license model
1: uh, right mm-hmm. now like we want to actually make it even more artist friendly but uh, currently i mean i can just be transparent uh, with you if, if it interests yeah. you we are um doing uh, actually we would never own any master we are just having a we're we're, we're Getting a license mm-hmm. of the master, um, and mostly this is limited to a certain time, um, which ranges between seven to ten years. So we have this time frame to, to work with this, uh, always with an option to um, to extend the collaboration if it's has been fruitful for both both sides.
0: Is this necessary for syncing? Like how I know you have to own the or at least own it for a certain time. The licensing, uh, the master well, recording, well, we are we, and the publishing.
1: Uh, actually we for for the sync we can only give uh, the sync uh, in a way like that we own that we have the right, right? Like yes, we can, exactly, like we. Yeah. But that's so far it hasn't ever been a problem. Like, uh, um, and also the thing is with the um, we we don't have the publishing right. Like we don't mm-hmm. uh, get the publishing rights, so this is always dealt with on the side, mm-hmm. right? So the master can be resynced if if, the, if our period would expire, and it's a great question actually, <laughs> because look, uh, we're active since uh, two thousand fifteen, so so far um, the first license to expire is going to be next year. Oh, so wow. let's see <laughs> <laughs> let's see what's happening then. <laughs>
0: uh, you're also trying to figure it out, <laughs> dude. Yeah, go.
1: of course. You know, like it's yeah. uh, I'm in no way. Um, uh, yeah, we we're really figuring it out along the way. And I have to say the whole landscape anyway changes every two years. Since we yeah. like <laughs> since we started the label in 2015 in 2017 the world was very different. You know, imagine Spotify wasn't there when we started, you know. Yeah. Like it wasn't the thing. I mean, it was it was a, a or like streaming wasn't huge. It was still um, you know, it was very very different. And also campaigning worked very, very differently back then. Um, yeah, this is actually, I, yeah, sorry, sorry, go ahead. I always have this super cool picture in mind. I think it's super valuable uh, information for everyone actually releasing music. Um, and I have this from one of our former PR agents uh, who, who shared this with me. So through the advent of streaming, pretty much, the whole campaigning cycle has reversed, right? Yeah. Um, maybe you've talked about that with with other people before but uh, for me it was quite like it helped a lot with planning and, and campaigning because i think when we started we were always um setting up a campaign for the release date right like mm-hmm. b- building up uh certain assets and and really basically um yeah having f- 3 or 4 months running two release date and then having this big release date and everyone would buy the record and download it and so forth. (laughs) And now through, through streaming, this whole thing has basically reversed, right? So it's all about, once the streaming is out, it's released, it's all about tracking people to it when it's there. Yeah. Right. So a big 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 part of your campaign should actually happen post release.
0: Yeah, and actually um, you use uh this is uh something I've heard recently. I mean, I knew it obviously, but they want to mention here that actually you people very often use uh data uh from streaming to push their release more. So if you yeah. if you are um viral becoming viral like if you have spikes in stream, you can actually say guys, I am popular play me on radio. <laughs> like to, yeah, put, exactly. to put it simply, yeah. yeah. Good, so good this example. Is, so this is a very interesting, yeah, what you mentioned.
1: And um, cool. yeah, but also in terms of uh, just releasing assets, it's just really about creating inbound opportunities for your streaming, right? Because this is where the main... Mm-hmm. Audience is these days uh right i mean aside from from bandcamp and stuff like this yeah. i think on bandcamp to me it still kind of works more the older way so we're kind of always running a hybrid thing because we like bandcamp a lot obviously mm-hmm. um but um yeah it's it's uh, you know and for example this this whole thing we just had to figure it out through th- in a very short time frame you know <laughs> yeah. and, and and kind of re- basically readjust um Everything every two years, pretty much. Tomorrow's gonna be
0: <laughs> tomorrow's gonna be different, and that's that's true. Um, yeah, actually, this you mentioned something uh, that I wanted to uh, touch upon as well: the playlisting, and um, yes, it is a very big thing uh, nowadays. Incredibly big, yeah. And it's, it's... also, uh, if you think about it, it's also one of the main and only things a lot of labels touch on. So I want to ask, what do you think about the uh, um, the labels popping up all the time like crazy in the past years like there's there's so many labels uh, that I wouldn't necessarily call labels I wouldn't I wouldn't want to call names or anything I just these, these are my impressions but I see a lot of people creating labels especially in the like the two hop or lo-fi world would you would you think this is connected because it's uh, like so easy to make a playlist promote it and generate streams like and how how much does it uh, bring back to the artist, actually, um, just, and there's also, on the other hand, there are so many artists nowadays that make music. I wouldn't I wouldn't say if it's good or bad, that's uh, up to the listener's choice, but there are many people like, yes. I don't remember the name, but it was like 50,000 songs uploaded each day on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Was it like this? You know
1: what? Um, yeah. I mean, to, to be honest, I'm not even really aware of this world because um, yeah, we, <laughs> We are really, really, really not, not, not operating on those terms. But I remember a nice uh, quote from from Brian Eno, who just said, "You know, it's basically the ocean of garbage." You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it makes it. E- it makes it, unfortunately, very uh, harder every day to get heard for, for the for the for the little diamonds that you can find yeah. in there. Um, and obviously, Spotify is a huge business opportunity for for many people. That's no question, you know. Like it's 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 the epitome of digital capitalism, you know. Like how uh, how the econ- economies of scale have just perfectly played out there. <laughs> yes, yeah. um, you know, like it's 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 kind of the final i think it's in 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 many ways uh maybe that's the thing uh, it's it's just a trend uh in 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 how music as a as a product and a good has has pretty much di- get b- become disembodied right like uh over the years yeah. so maybe we can we can later also touch physical which i find very important but in 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 terms of the of the of the uh, like in the digital world, I think Spotify is kind of the end game. I don't see anyone out there right now who's um, who would create such a user friendly service. So, obviously, it's a huge business opportunity, but that means a lot of players jumping on it and oversaturating it with, yeah, with obviously stuff that is the question if it's really valuable, you know, like for yeah. people. I always also like. Um, you know, uh, we're great. Like we're talking to uh, Matthew David quite a lot uh, online. Um, who's running Leaving Records? Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. you know them. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredibly, like forward-thinking label, uh, like in- inspiring to us in many ways. And he brought up this example, like, um, you know, it's such a big uh, thing. Like, should music actually get valued? um how often it is played you know like um mm. that would just mean take a take a piano uh, a contemporary piano piece by Shistov uh, penderecki for example you know that takes 40 minutes and and basically takes everything of you to listen to that you know um and take one of these um billion played uh, TikTok uh 15 second things right so w- which did the bigger cult uh, c- contribution culturally, you know yeah um so basically the stuff on like I see a lot is is just actually optimized to getting played often and not uh made to, not focus, to add anything listen. of value to to the cultural discussion yeah this you know?
0: is, this is what um, I wanted to ask uh actually <clears throat> in your opinion, how would you define success as an artist? Like obviously um, <laughs> big numbers on these. When piece. you have your
1: record out, man,
0: <laughs> in, in whatever way possible,
1: because it, I think making, making honest, truthful, and well ve- and meaningful stuff these days, in 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 this environment, you know, if you manage to, um, if you manage to find something beautiful in there and put that out, I mean that, I mean that not in a romantic way, right? I mean that's yeah. super honest. Like, I think it's a huge achievement if you, if you are managing to navigate this and and find your own artistic voice already and just even if you just <laughs> upload it yourself you know the moment you show it to people you are already successful obviously like t- to me like
0: yeah this is a a, a very important milestone right like so, so you better take it out
1: exactly yeah 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 um, um, but yeah otherwise otherwise i mean it's it's very it, to be honest man it's um i know i know people who are by uh, objective standards very very successful but they wouldn't consider consider themselves c- successful you know and i know on the other spectrum <laughs> I this know is people a, who are, yeah this is a very you long- know it's 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 an extremely subjective thing but for me uh this first thing i mentioned is actually really important finding something um truthful for you, you know, like finding your voice as an artist, then you're successful, you know, Um, even if you get, (laughs) you know, you might (laughs) starve, but um, that's another, no, actually for me, it's, it's a, it's a combination of both. I'm not subscribing to this concept. Oh, the starving artist, you know, I don't like that Mm -hmm. Um, because I really believe uh, that our minds are capable of making Whatever work, right? Like, uh, so I think it's it's two steps. First of all, find what you really want to do musically or artistically, and second, if you're figuring out a way to to have a sustainable career with that, you know. And even if it's just with a small following, with a small niche circle of people that appreciate what you do, you know. Yeah, I. D- uh, I think, uh, dude, this is how Alice did it, you know. Mm-hmm. For real, like it's, 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 it's coming, just coming back to her, like, um, she really just with every record, just, just trying to make something that she feels in that moment and being really, really truthful. And in the beginning, beginning, it wasn't many people, uh, following, but you know, like it's such a good example, actually, her, her journey, because, um, you know, she's, for, she's not huge on playlists. She's not huge in the, in the digital world, but she's just has such a genuine following, you know, no people yeah. appreciating her so, real fans. You know, I would consider her very successful in that sense. You know, yeah, I think we're, um, we're
0: gonna have to do a uh, talk with her uh, at some point. Uh, I would love to. Uh, there's so many things we'd love to ask her, and like it's we've actually been following her journey since the very beginning, and it's amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah. When I think when the time is right, I can definitely
0: uh, connect you guys for sure. I would love to. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you mentioned uh, a few times uh, the. F- your releases out and i wanted to uh actually mm, mention the topic about the physical releases um these are very hard to do without the label let's put it uh straight like it's mainly because of the resources i mean you you might be able to print out a few cds or or like cassettes but like vinyls are super expensive and they take a lot of uh, planning resources and everything so uh do you think the physical releases are important nowadays and like do you focus on them? Yes, we do actually. Like it was um
1: one of our uh, key um motivations to start it was also to create physical products. Like we just wanted to give music a body again, you know? We saw that trend happening like that it was becoming more and more like really just a data driven and and kind of um yeah, I always see this. Like, I feel even an MP3 still is kind of embodied, but now with mm-hmm. streaming, it's really just a, a huge cloud of data, right? Yeah. Um. So we saw this, and we definitely, you you know that that Gian and I we're both aesthetically very like uh driven people, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, maybe you've checked out our very first project that we did. We did a, a beautiful vinyl plus a 30-page uh, book, actually, yeah. like an art book.
0: I uh, remember we, I when I researched uh, your uh, label. Uh, that we did
1: with uh, Marco Vella and Carl Benjamin Jurgensen from from uh, Melbourne and, and, and uh, Utah. And uh, yeah, that was super successful, that project, uh, because it just brought us a lot of attention, uh, because we were kind of going so against the grain, you know, really investing <laughs> quite, mm-hmm. uh, like quite quite a bit of money actually in this project uh um but it sold pretty well and people really just appreciated it that that they had something to touch and this is what i also meant with world building you know for me having something similar something physical is just for me it makes such a huge difference just to 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 be able to touch it and and uh you know um tied in into the whole digital presence of the artist obviously you know mm-hmm. but uh it to me it makes a huge difference and for example that's why we discovered uh, just recently kind of like 2 3 years ago we discovered also like um um tapes because that's huh. as a as a super valuable uh, medium yeah and we we were doing that like quite early um and we love that because it's just, you know, even if it's a project that hasn't that doesn't have a huge budget allocated, but we can still do something, you know? Just do fifty or hundred, you know? Just make something that it actually exists in
0: the world, you know? <laughs> it's more of a collectible. I I am not sure yeah, how many absolutely. people actually listen to uh
1: Absolutely, like- they don't. They have they're using the download code maybe that that that's yeah. in there or something, you know, or not even, but they just want to uh yeah connect to the artist in, in that way you know and um f- so for us um actually so far we haven't done any th- any project that hasn't had a physical huh. component uh so far and even sometimes we do uh, prints as well like we love like uh for example screen printing or something mm-hmm. like this you know it's just um it, it all depends on the artist and it all uh, depends on the budget, but we, it ranges from, from yeah, small tape runs, uh, and prints to yeah, pretty significant runs of uh, vinyl. Um, and I mean, it's not that you couldn't do that when you self-release. Maybe we do that little uh, turn here because there is a lot of services these days that are also offering you the the know-how and the knowledge. Uh, you know, yeah. you have easier access these days to like pressing plants through. Yeah, we're actually ser- services like Deep Grooves or like there's a lot of like uh, online vinyl services. I've never we've never checked them out. I don't know how the um, we're actually, quality is. Yeah, uh, we're but, actually yeah.
0: doing uh, we're actually doing a project with Boyan who's <laughs> in oh, whose good. studio. We're yeah we're doing a project via Curate. It's our first vinyl and it's, uh, it's supposed to. Uh, get out until the end, the end of year because of the uh, huge lead wow, times congrats. on vinyls. Yeah, but it's super exciting and it does bring a different perspective to your music. It does mean it does y- you have something you have a project that has a, like a, a beautiful, beautiful overview, like a package and everything you Extreme, can actually touch. Yeah,
1: it. and I mean I just come from that world, so I would never miss want to miss that, you know. And and um, yeah, but um. Yeah, it's definitely v- it's something. <laughs> I think it's coming back. I mean, you can see in the trends, right? Like in the in the in the way uh, uh, yeah. vinyl and tapes are selling these days. It's people people need that, you know. Especially the ones who are looking for again, honest, truthful, meaningful, valuable music. music I, I yeah. also don't call it content, you know, like very very uh, <laughs> like <laughs> deliberately. Like it's art, you know, and. People who are looking for art, they are, will always look for, for these artifacts. You know.
0: Yeah, um, I, I would I would make the analogy of like you can find any picture or any photograph on the internet almost, but it's one thing to look at it there. It's one thing having you at home, exactly, like at, man. At your wall. Exactly. That's it. Um. Yeah. I. Uh. One of the last things I want to ask is, uh, like, what happened to actual recording labels? Like, there are many labels who just uh, offer services, including ourselves. Uh, we often work with a finished product, I yeah. finished You track. get a
1: mastered, or or maybe yeah. you do the mastering in the end, right, through one of yeah. your engineers, but like, yeah. that That's how we have worked um, in the past. Um, actually, this project that, that you have been working on, Osu, is pretty much different because we are involved ourselves in the recording and writing, so this, a significant amount of budget has been um, allocated into the actual recording and production mm-hmm. of the music. But n- let's just zoom out from our label. Um, I mean, you know, m- myself and most of my friends, we are like huge fans of the old like recording labels, like Motown and stuff like this, you know, mm-hmm. like we're just like yeah. crazy about it. We we like kind of, I know some real connoisseur people who who showed me a lot of stuff and um, I mean, I love that. I, I would love that this came, came back big time and I've just recently discovered maybe you know them do you know big crown label uh, big crown records have you checked them out
0: I've heard about them and
1: super not cool details. I just checked that out they have their it's the return of the recording label what they're doing they have a beautiful analog recording studio and every artist on their label is being produced and recorded awesome. there and then um, I'll definitely put- check them out Put out into the world, yeah, ext- and be incredible sound. It sounds really like beautifully presented as well. Like I was really blown away. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so I'm actually. I think this is the first step. There's a lot of labels um, whose name n- names I no, I forgot, but it's it's starting again and maybe tying in quickly with the place I'm at now. Um, two and a half hours outside of Berlin. Um, uh, we were super lucky uh, to have this family house out here in the in the countryside. It's a it's an old farm with with different barns and stuff. It's not in a very good condition, but it's for the future. Jan and I are really thinking about um, different possibilities to make a working space here. Uh, you know, for to bring people out here to collaborate and write, uh, and then basically. Step into the recording process already with our label, you know, like by just offering this space, uh, you know, that, that that doesn't have to be much, just an audio interface, some mics, piano, guitars, and a drum kit, maybe, you know, just like more like a bedroom producer setup, but in a nicer environment.
0: Um, that's amazing, man. I hope and it
1: uh, yeah, so that we could really develop project also from an earlier stage, but with our own resources, you know, that we don't. Uh, that, that that's kind of. A dream of ours, like that we that we would be able to um, to develop that, and we're actually, um, yeah, we're in the process. I mean, we we're just allocating budgets and stuff like this right now. Um, if we could could create that, and so yeah, very inspired by the tradition of the recording label. We're not there yet, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hope it happens soon. Um, okay, just one last thing I wanted to uh, touch upon. Um, what do you think uh is the reason uh there are many small artists that uh jump in from label to label not even so small but um like they are trying different things do you think it's healthy to uh try working with different labels different teams or does it just show frivolity just want to do one um, one at a time project and everything
1: I don't I wouldn't judge anyone for doing it I mean it's I think it's part of figuring out who you are is also who you are working with. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So um there might there may be many, many reasons for for changing labels. Um, you know, I kinda look behind the curtains. What I will say though is I think uh, today in in this ever changing landscape, like one of the most valuable resources you have is your relationships. So um, rather than releasing 10 random singles on 10 different labels, I would maybe rather focus on building a strong and personal and super trustful uh, relationship with one or two labels. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just, uh, yeah, really just deepening your relationship to people because that's what it's all coming down to in the end. Like as we talked about before, like your network... That you that you're building is everything right and so if you're coming across as someone who's basically just opportunistic and and just already chasing the next thing well you know <laughs> I as a label I would feel a bit alienated I think if, if I would get that feeling from someone you know if if uh, yeah if if they see me as kind of a um, bus stop on the way <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah
0: um, I mean it's until yeah, but one everyone point.
1: might have their their own motifs and I I I don't judge anyone for any like the thing is it's wild west out there man like <laughs> even yeah. even in the in the uh in the world where there's bigger budgets I mean I'm working with some pop artists as well who are on on bigger labels and it's dude they also figuring it out everyone is figuring it out at the moment you know yeah. like because of the ever changing landscape so I can't I think these days yeah, I think I would see it pretty mild. Like if if, if people are
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: changing labels like underpants, but um, in general, man, it's all about making real. I would even say making real friends, not just colleagues. Like really becoming friends with whoever you're working with, if it's possible. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's very important. Okay, Chris, thanks a lot. This is a Thank real you. pleasure. Uh, very insightful. Hope it's uh, useful for our uh, listeners. Yeah, I hope so too.
1: And you can always get in touch with me uh, on Instagram. It's uh, slash Average Negative or slash Holy Machines. I'm available. If anyone has a question post-release, I'm available to talk. Thanks, man. Have a great day. You too, Nazco. Speak soon. Ciao. Ciao.